Hey guys, how you doing? It's Brad Roth with ATREpodcast.com, all things real estate. I've been in the real estate business since 1998. So I started this podcast to give agents, buyers, sellers a place to go and a place to get information. Hey guys, how you doing? It's Brad. I'm so excited about my show today. I have Dwan Ben Twyford. Now, Dawn is America's most sought after real estate investor. She started as a broke single mom who had been fired from Denny's. And now she heads up Investors Edge University. It's a company that specializes in training new and seasoned investors in a wide range of real estate investing. She's done live workshops, weekly webinars. She has a member site coaching. She's flipped over 2,000 deals herself. Dwan is more qualified to share her vast knowledge of real estate investing with America. Now, Dwan is affectionately known as the queen of short sales, but she actually is the nation's number one expert on short sales and foreclosures. She has written three bestsellers, short sale, pre-foreclosure investing, and how to sell a house when it's worth less than the mortgage. Now, her most recent New York Times bestseller was written with Steve Forbes, Successonomics. Dawn has also been a top-rated podcast. Now, it's called the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. Her goal never changes, and it's to make a difference in the lives of others. Wow, Dawn, like that's girl power right there. I love it. <laughs> you know, when I hear the intro, I'm thinking, who's that person they're talking about? It can't possibly be me. <laughs> You're an amazing, amazing person. And, you know, I was telling my daughters about you. And I said to uh, my daughter, Samantha, I said, you know, I'm going to say at the end of this girl power. And she goes, dad, don't do that to me. She goes, that's embarrassing. I go, girls are amazing. Girl power. Girls That's rule, right. boys drool. I have two daughters, so I say you rock it. My daughter said used to when she was little, same thing. Girls rule, boys drool. It's That's like, it. Don't forget it either. Well, I say welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Brad. Oh, it's such a fun intro. Good. I love your energy. It's like, woo yes. Dwan, how'd you get started? Talk to me. So the gist of it is in my 20s, I worked at, uh, basically I worked at a lot of nightclubs and you know, I turned 21 like in 1980. So in the 80s, I was like all in on the cocaine and the nightclubbing and working at nightclubs and party, party, party. And this is how my life's going to be forever. And somewhere along the way, you, know, you have to quit being stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so I got married and I had a baby. So I had my daughter when I was 30. And so I thought, okay, I'm 30 years old. I'm going to straighten up. I'm going to be that mom. I'm going to be the Girl Scout mom and the homeroom mom and baking cookies mom and do the whole mom thing. And then when my daughter was only eight months old, her dad and I split up. So it was like really unexpected. And you know, he was kind of a jerk and he took like the money and the car and basically just left me for real with $75 in my purse and an eight month old baby. Uh, it was sort of like one of those come to Jesus moments where you're like, okay, well, now I'm 30. I have no job skills because I literally partied for a decade and I never thought about my future. Right. And so I just really set out, Brad, just to find something where I could work from home and raise my daughter. I didn't care if it was like licking envelopes. If right. I could do it from home and raise my daughter, that was my goal. And real estate investing sort of found me. I did my first house. I made 22,000 bucks. And right. I was like, 
Oh my gosh, I'm so rich right now. This is it. I'm going to be an investor for all my life. Here I am 30 years later, still doing it. So you, you've been investing for 30 years? Yeah, I've been investing. I turned 62 years old this year. And you look absolutely amazing. It's not 62 years old, 62 will, years young. I will take that compliment. I know, I'm like, that's why my hair is pink. I thought, you know what? If I'm ever going to be crazy, it's right now. Because now you can be like, she's so eccentric. Look at her pink hair. And when you're <laughs> younger, it's like, ah, you're such a weirdo. Why do you have pink hair? So, so Dwan, <laughs> do you still do deals as well as teach? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My husband and I, in the last two years, we are basically rehabbing a town. Wow. He's from Clinton, Iowa. We kept going back for high school reunions. And the last time we were there, we're like, man, this downtown, it needs some love. Like people just, yeah, they abandon the old downtowns and they go like out there where the Walmart, right. the casino, and you know, everything's out there. And the little downtown was just sort of sitting there all vacant and bare. And we made a couple phone calls, found out it was in an opportunity zone. And in the last two years, we have bought 15 buildings. Wow. <laughs> you are like, having a wonderful, not day, year. Well, and I know Bill and I were like, oh my God, what are we doing? Like, why, why are we, because we were just going to buy all buildings. Right. And then, you know, then there was another one and there was another one. And then close on one, it's like, oh my God, we have 15 buildings. We have to stop. So we're really having fun. Are you allowed to change the name of the town to Wonderful? You know, I would really love to, but I don't think so. I already <laughs> said, maybe we could have like Wonderful Square. That would be sweet. Dwonderful Just like Square. a little section. Yeah. <laughs> Dwan, I think you're fascinating. And a question I love to ask my guests, especially my you know high-powered guests such as yourself. What's an average morning for you? What do you do? What, what time do you wake up? What do you do? What goes through your mind? Well, you know, uh, those answers change as you age and you make more money. That's and you're true. not like, you know, so a decade ago, it's like up, 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 or, you know, work. work. Right. Now it's like I get up at nine and I work out and I have some juice and I make a nice breakfast and I take right. a minute and I take care of my health first. Good for you. Which I used to do like periodically but now it's like every single day mm -hmm. you know because i'm in my 60s i do the same i get it i'm on 50 and, by the way i'll be 51 in, in about two weeks wow you look amazing too yeah. so and i always took care of myself but it was more like you know bill and i would travel for weeks on end and eat out at the restaurants next thing you know yeah. you're just like wow i've gained too much weight and i don't feel good <laughs> i buy my hair i was like i'm a damn my skin <laughs> so now i'm more about i get up i take care of me so i i don't let anybody like interrupt my morning right along with rehabbing the buildings in iowa we opened some small businesses in some of our buildings so we have an antique mall a clothing boutique a marketplace and like a farmer's market which i knew nothing about so i just you're said, a little hey, busy Good ideas. Let's do that. So I have a manager. So like I check in with my manager, what's going on, check in with my crews, what's going on. I podcast, you know, That's I do great. recordings, I do my own things. And then in the evenings, well, you know, let's not get to e and... we'll not get to evenings yet. We were just on mornings. But <laughs> so, want... so my biggest tip for people listening is especially if you're in like the, the height <laughs> of making all the money, honestly, take care of yourself in the That's morning. Right. Because I got really sick a lot in my 50s and I got rheumatoid arthritis, and like a whole yeah. bunch of stuff happened. And so it's sort of like I was forced to do it. And I wish I would have done it before. You know, Duane, I love that you said that because I'll tell you. So I ask everyone that question that comes on my show and the really high energy top producers, we all kind of do the same thing. You know, I wake up every morning, take a minute for myself. 
Yep. I do have a, a juice or a pre-workout drink. And then I go to the gym. And then after yep. the gym, I'll meditate for a few minutes and then I'll go to work. But I find, especially as you get older, you realize what's important. And if you don't have a clear mind and a healthy body, you're no good to anybody. Amen to that. That is exactly right. We have juice like fresh beets and like we make a. Yeah, like, I love you know, that. Oh my God. Such a really, people like, ew, but. Oh no. The you recipe up on the internet carrots? so many times that people make it like, that's the best juice I've ever had. I do beets, carrots, celery, yep. garlic. Yep. I add. Uh, seeds. Oh yeah. Apples. Apples for sure. <laughs> oh thing. yeah. Juan, what's happening in the real estate market and investing market today? What, what's going on with that? Well, as we all know, uh, COVID has everybody on extended payments. You don't know, have to make a mortgage. That's coming to an end pretty quickly. That's going to come to an end, which is really, I, I feel like it's like going to make like this giant tsunami of foreclosures because I personally know so many people they're like, oh yeah, I just went ahead and, you know, didn't did make the, my payments. Yeah, they just, they so just like took advantage of it. Yeah, the banks called us too. Hey, we got letters. You want to, and we're like, I ignored no. them all. I ignored no. all those. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. You do anything. not want to do that. So, what's going to happen is everyone's in a forbearance agreement. And the people don't really understand, I don't think, what a forbearance agreement means. And forbearance means that if you fall behind your payments and the bank does take you to foreclosure, even though you might try to work out some sort of payment plan, if you miss a payment, your house could go to the very next foreclosure sale. That's right. We're going to have a giant amount of people that aren't going to be able to make up all those. What do we have? 15, 16 months at this point. There was a record number of NODs before COVID. I do foreclosures. I did them in in the recession of 2008. And I, you know, I did them then and I do them now and I go to all the conferences and they're saying it's not going to be as bad as then, which I do agree. But I think the forbearance is We'll see what the government does, but usually the government does everything they can for a short term. And then they go, sorry, there's no more. You know, they'll start the loan mods again. And it's sad because you got to really learn from your mistakes in the past and really learn from, you know, America has a very short memory. So um, we do. Sadly, we do. Like, you know, it wasn't that long ago. It was 9-11 and everybody's going to stick together. And now it's like everybody's riding in the streets on a daily. It's like, do you want to remember that? Yeah, I do. I, and I, and it's, you know, I hope, I hope it gets better and that people find some help, but I think there's a lot of equity in homes. So that'll really help the people who really need to sell. And then the ones that don't, you've got a wonderful woman over there who will take those short sales. <laughs> That's right. um, I feel like short sales are going to be like a huge thing again, yeah. because a lot of people with no, the they will. Everything they are going to owe what their houses are worth. And without that equity, without doing a short sale, mm. people are just going to lose houses. Juan, if you were Marty from Back to the Future, remember Back to the Future? Yeah, of course. What would old Juan fly back and tell young Juan to do more of or less of? <laughs> well, I think so that Marty's the crazy white-haired one, right? Okay, so No, Marty's the kid. kid. Marty's the kid. Oh, Marty's the kid. Oh, Marty's, Marty's the kid. Right. That was Michael J. Fox. What would you say to young Juan to, to do more or less of? Well, I think I would go back to like a high school Juan and say, listen, yeah. don't do drugs. Yes. Don't waste a decade being an idiot because it's not going to serve you any purpose in your life. And I think I would have gotten started uh, in my business self sooner. Yeah. And I would have also said, don't date idiots. Yes. <laughs> invest in Google and Amazon. Yes. I would have invented like Google or something. Yes. See? Right? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Juan, can people still make money in today's market? Oh, gosh, yeah. There's so much money out there right now, Brad. People are doing subject twos. People are 
flipping wholesaling houses. So many people are rehabbing right now. Yeah. And, uh, which I think is cool. I think a lot of people sort of came back to rehabbing because COVID and people couldn't get out. So they're like, hey, I'm just going to work in like right. we did. We bought buildings and worked inside of our buildings. So, you know, you couldn't go out and about and we could be free and work and make money all at the same time. Dwan, should new investors focus on short sales, flipping houses, fix and flip, becoming a landlord? What do you recommend that a new investor should do? Good question, Brad. Using myself as a guideline, I, I rehabbed for the first few years. I, I honestly, for the bottom of my heart, I thought rehabbing and decorating were going to be the same thing, which right, right. it's not at all. Totally different. Totally different. Ah, after I decorated the first house, I remember looking around and being like, wow, this house seems all lot of work i don't know what to do so i always tell brand new people just wholesale get them on a contract sell them to rehabbers and landlords Mm -hmm. make that money and just wholesale a couple deals get your feet wet get some money in your bank account you maybe quit your job after you do a few deals and get some freedom and then really kind of sit back and assess what niche you think you're going to enjoy the most that's great and what is the market warrant Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of wholesaling right now. There's a lot of people, like you said, that have equity. Yeah. And you, know, you get that house in a contract for, I don't know, 100000 sell to them for like 135 maybe 30000 bucks, you know, in your pocket and sell it to a landlord. They fix it up yeah. and they sell it maybe for, you know, 180 200 something like that. So the equity is a good thing for wholesalers. Right. It's a good time. I don't know. It's a good time for rentals. We bought so many rentals lately. Rentals are great. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, as long as people like, pay their mortgage. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Rent, we bought rent. one of the things that I like, and this is me personally, I like Section 8 rentals. Right. And some people are guaranteed. Oh, well, Section it's, eight. it's guaranteed. But it's, it is government guaranteed. And a lot of people will say things like, oh, I don't, I don't want to rent to those people. And it's like, what do you mean? What is those people? Yeah, what does that mean? You mean people who, who are honest and hardworking and yeah. really need some, some help? Yeah. And Section 8, wonderful. all it means is that somebody is poor. Yeah. There's no like You're trashy people. They don't destroy your houses. They're just yeah. poor and they're getting government assistance. So I have actually been using Section 8 for about 20 years. Good for you. And Jane. I've had people living in my house for 15 years. Good for you. Taking good care of it. They're probably the best tenants because they're but not in the position to got. buy, and but they'll definitely like, pay. Yeah. Yeah. And time like now in 2008, when everybody was going crazy, Section 8 was still paying out that money. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't miss a payment. That's a great point. Dwan, what's the biggest mistake that you see new investors make? Can I be honest? Yes, I appreciate it. (laughs) The biggest mistake new investors make is they go to a bunch of Raha workshops and they spend $50,000 and they are told to get a bunch of credit cards and quit your job and full-time real estate investing from day one. And then in a month when no one's calling them and helping them, they're floundering. And they're broke because they've used all their credit cards. Yes. And I, and this is something, you know, I I do a lot of live, well, I mean, I don't do a lot of live workshops this last 12 months, but on the regular, I do like two a month. And the biggest thing I see new people, it's like, oh my gosh, I went to this thing. I spent this much money. I ran up all my credit cards. I quit my job and now I'm broke. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm on the verge of bankruptcy. So I always tell new people, like, honestly, if you want to be a real estate investor, learn from someone like you or learn from someone like me or take some online, whatever, but don't go to all that and run up everything because it's the number one thing I think that puts people out of business before they get a chance to start. 
Dwan, what are you most proud of in life? Probably my family. I love my family and my kids. And when I married Bill, he had two kids. So we became a blended family of five. And I have grandbabies. And my kids are all in real estate. And my daughter, the one, Ayla, who is a single mom, she's like a rock star. She's in crypto and the oh, stock market. And she owns rentals. I'm just like, oh, you did a great job. Power baby right there. See, that's wonderful. <laughs> One of your many accomplishments that even though you say, you know, you'd go back and warn your young self about it. I think it really, you know, your struggles made, made you who you are, you know? They do. I tell people, uh, your mess becomes your message. That's right. Great and, quote. And I had a big mess. I mean, I was single. I was been doing drugs and drinking for a decade. I didn't have any business sense about me whatsoever. And that disaster turned into this. And it's like, okay, that was the mess. Now I have a message. Dwan, that's wonderful. And how, how can a new investor turn this into a full-time business, successful business? They have to go to dwanderful.com and get that's some right. free stuff from me. That's right. No, I agree. <laughs> I've got four free eBooks that like at least get people on the path. And sort of explain like, yeah. you know, this is wholesaling, this is short sale, yeah. a little of everything, like, you know, educate yourself. So I, I think a new person mostly has to get some solid education. Okay. I think they have to be uh, willing to take a risk. They have right. to be aware of the fact that you need a fairly high risk factor to start buying houses and flipping houses and stuff. And I think they need to set realistic expectations. People that are like, I'm going to become a millionaire in a year. This is get yeah. rich quick. It's not. People say. It's a process. I want to be rich. I'm going to make a million bucks. But then they're not willing to do what it takes to make that happen. Yeah, they, I, I agree with you. Dwan, why is learning the numbers so crucial to an investor's success? That is a good question. Um, you know, gosh, I mean, I just jumped in too. So I, I can't say people just jump in blind because I also did that. But I don't recommend that for other people with the amount of information that's just available just on, I mean, there was no internet. There were no computers yeah. when I started. We didn't, we didn't yeah. even have pagers yet. They didn't yeah. even have pagers yet. Yeah. I had to use a map book to find. Oh yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember when you're on your way and you're like, damn it, page 36 F4. Okay. Uh, do you it know was, how long it took me to learn how to use that stupid map book? Oh, it was the worst, Dwan. I, mean, I agree. Honestly, it the was day the GPS worst. came out, I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. I got one of those Garmin GPS things you in my car. You didn't have fax machines to uh, throw offers in. Nothing. You had to wait outside people's houses and beat the other agents up trying to get the first one with the signed offer because it was four. You were yeah. tripping each other, running up the door. I get it. Yeah. That's why I always tell people, I'm like, listen, with all the things you have at your fingertips, I mean, your cell phone is like the whole world is on here. You, there's no reason to not be successful or to make right. a bunch of bonehead mistakes because you can look up and read and listen to thousands of people just like you and like me that have gone through the trenches and been in the days when there was not, like you said, there was no fax machine. There was no GPS. Or, yeah. We had to drive to the courthouse and handwrite files. And, and stop at pay phones that were dirty. I hated the map book. And then you had to go knock on doors and just talk to total strangers. And it's just so easy now. So the truth is, is everybody wants to hear your problems, but no one cares. They don't care. They're happy. They're so yep. happy to know that you're not doing well. And what, what <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm all about lifting people up. Yeah, me too. Most people aren't. And it's sad. 
Because if as a society, we started to lift people up and root for one another, we would be a much happier, wonderful place. Wouldn't that be nice? And yeah. I always tell people at my live events, I said, listen, when you start making a lot of money, I'm going to tell you right now, your circle is going to change. Yeah. People that are in your circle and even your own family, they're not really going to be happy for you. I mean, I remember writing my first book and people in my own family, like, ah, oh, well, here comes lifestyles of the rich and famous. It's like, yes, it I is. Thank you very I much. Like, what's the big deal? And I, I even noticed people treated me a little bit differently. And I was like, I have not changed. Yeah. I just put my information into words and I got a book and they published it. And then they asked me to write another one. But even my own family, like, wow, well, you know, you should have a job to fall back on. I'm building, right. I built a career, I built an empire. Why would I have a job to fall back you, on? You know what I've found, Juan, <laughs> as the more successful I get, that my, um, and I think you'll, you'll understand this, but my soul yearns for more positivity than the negativity I find where I used to be able to compartmentalize it and put it away. I don't have any room for it at all. And yeah. I just need to get it out of the way. And I, I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to be near it. I don't want to be around it. And it sucks the energy out of me. It does. I have cut my list of not even French. It's people like in my yeah. more immediate circle. It's mm -hmm. like so tinky yeah. tiny now. Because I just can't listen to the drama. Yeah. And, and the few times I let myself suck into someone's conversation that I'm just, at some point, I just sort of glaze over and I'm thinking, yeah. why, why am I doing yeah. that? Why did I do this? Why did I let this person just suck the life out of me for the last <laughs> hour? You just really, you're right. You just don't have time for the negativity and the naysayers. Yeah, it, hurt, it hurts more. Not everyone's going to be happy for you. That's right. And that's okay. You know, that's also part of finding your true authentic self. You know, understanding A, how people one perceive you and two, how you really want to be perceived and understanding that not everyone is, is seeing you the way you want them to. So how do you change that? And how do you, you know, become the person that's okay in your mind? You know how you change that? Honestly, you stop caring what other people think. That's right. Yeah, no, I, I, do, a, I, I do a I whole coaching session on that. <laughs> I saw a sign, like a metal signs, like you, you know, put up in your kitchen or house or whatever. Uh -huh. I saw one when I was about 58. I took a picture of it and I told my husband, I said, this right here is going to be my motto for the rest of my life. And he's like, well, you can't go telling people that. So here's what it said. It said, the older I get, the more people can kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, that's exactly how I feel. I am so tired of trying to fit in some sort of box yeah. that makes all the people happy. You're doing you. It's like my box. I don't have yeah. a box. I'm over here in the, yeah. like in the stratosphere. I have my own entire orbit. I love and you it. You got to fit in my orbit or you just get bounced out. I love it. And by the way, <laughs> I tried to match your hair with my jacket as much as possible. I know we are I mean, very close. I wanted to look good next to you. I figured, hey. So I, I hear it's a really special day. It's a great day for my listeners because listening to this podcast, Dwan has a special gift. What's the gift that you have for my listeners? So if they'll just go over to wonderful.com and opt in, I actually have four free eBooks for them. Wow. One is about short sales. One is about flipping. One is a book I wrote with Steve Forbes, Successonomics. And one is one my husband wrote with Dan Kennedy called Stand Apart. It's a marketing. Wow. So they just opt in over there and they say, hey, Brad, send us over here and they'll get four free eBooks. And it's a good opening, especially for new people, it, you know, a lot of topics, you know, a little rehabbing, a little investing, a little short sales, a little flipping, a little scripts. That's wonderful. It's like a nice yeah. eye opener for, especially for new people. And it will sort of give people a chance to look at some different options that they may not know exist today. That's wonderful. Dwan, what is it? And, and I appreciate the gift and thank you 
everyone, you should really take advantage of that. And if, if somebody wants to invest with you or they want to take your courses, is the website the best way to get a hold of you? Is there an yes. email or go on your website? Yeah, go on the website, there's a little contact us button and they okay. can just, it's info at wonderful.com. And I actually read all those myself. Oh, that's wonderful. I do have a girl that like gets rid of all the you know garbage. And then mm-hmm. I read, I actually read my emails. And I respond to people personally. So That's people great. write to me, I will personally write back to them by my personal email and be like, hey, what can I do to help you out? And I'm always have a heart of giving and helping other people because I know what it's like to be, yeah, I mean, I was a broke single mom. I didn't even have cars. <laughs> it was I get it. Yeah, no. dark. Dwan, I want to say you've been such a pleasure to have today on the show. And, and I really thank you for being on it. And to all my listeners, uh, make sure you reach out to Dwan. She's absolutely amazing. And for those of you who want to uh, log on and and become one of my coaching clients as well, go to atrepodcast.com and sign up for my one hour free coaching session. You can also sign up and you're going to get a copy of my free marketing workbook. I want to see you thrive, not survive. I'm going to teach you how to find your true authentic self. We're going to go over different strategies. We'll role play. We'll set you up with people like Dwan if you're interested in investing. And I really look forward to working with you. And as my dad always said, make sure you have an attitude of gratitude. Be good to one another. Dwan, thanks so much for being here. And that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. You know, many of my podcast listeners have become my coaching clients. If you'd like to be a coaching client, go to my website at www.atrepodcast.com and sign up for your free 30-minute coaching evaluation at www.atrepodcast.com. And as my dad would always say, have an attitude of gratitude.